It's not just learning to protect yourself. That's the easy answer. Really what people need is a sense of purpose to be given permission to have feelings other than frustration and other than anger. And so I think we have an opportunity to help to encourage that type of growth and to give people different tools to express that type of thing in the same way that it's happened in my life. This is Mick Tully and this is Mick's Martial Arts. Today I'm speaking to my really, really good friend, Kurt Cornwell. We recorded this while I was over in there. Minneapolis for the MKG summer camp which is awesome and he's moved back to Detroit which is a tough place to be right now to make it work to make it happen to live your life but to go there and to be able to open up this business and he's opening up his gym this week so this is a this is a cool beginning for him and I'm just glad that in some small way we can help him out here and yet Kurt's what 9,000 miles away from me and he's doing I would say a better job of what I'm trying to do, uh, which is get out there, put the message out there. Yeah, sit back, enjoy. The guy's awesome. The first question I'm going to ask you is, how did you get started in martial arts? Um, Early age, I guess. My father was interested in martial art. He did judo through college and was interested in boxing as a young person. was a big fitness enthusiast. So um, I grew up with it in the household a little bit. And then, uh, like a lot of kids my age growing up in the early 80s, I was obsessed with martial arts cinema. So uh, Karate Kid and Rocky and stuff like that. And so I always gravitated towards it and um, found Aikido during high school, um, probably as well because of Hollywood stuff, and just grew from there. And I uh, wound up at Tracker School in New Jersey, which is a sort of primitive survival school. And at that time, they were running a program called the Scout Protector class, which has now been restarted. A gentleman named Chris Harley is teaching it now. And at the time he was along with um, George Vanessa, who are instructors at the Minnesota. Awesome people. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Cody Welch and and, and Paul Bonner, who's in Ontario, Canada. And and these people were my first instructors that introduced me to Filipino martial art, Jikudo, Thai boxing, all these different things. Um, They they informed me about these these two personalities, Dan Asano and Rick Fay, And um, I was familiar with Dan Asano, of course, from um, magazines and in films and all these different things and had no idea the connection between these people. At any rate, fast forward several years and I, um, I moved here to Minneapolis to train with Rick Fay and then moved back the better part of a decade later to start our gym in Detroit. This is, this is awesome. I first met you. I'm trying to work out. Is this 2007? Somewhere in there. That was when yeah. we first met. At this camp. At but, this yeah. camp, yeah, yeah. But we were based in Wisconsin at the time. Right. We were at Lake, Lake Owen. And uh, you guys who have trained me know that I don't take any of this seriously. The first thing that I will tell you is you are going to roll around the floor in a pair of pajamas mm-hmm. or spandex, oh. or you're going to pretend to hit each other with double stick, or you're going to attack each other with a fake knife. But there's a load of really cool stuff that comes with it, right? And... And I think that's why the, the message is, is more it's potent, right? Consistently what you've shown me, I think, over right. the years, you know, as a friend, as a training partner, as a teacher, all those things, is uh, to not take myself too seriously, something that I've done for, you know, 33 years, whatever. Um, but to, to stop and just recognize 
this is really cool. That can what kind of language can we use on your show? Yeah, got it. This shit is really cool. You know what I mean? This, this is we have we have a have an opportunity here to participate in something that uh, covers all different uh, bases. You know, we get to get in shape, we get to learn and protect ourselves. We also get to meet people. We get to have a good time. We get to feel like Jason Bourne for six hours a day, for two hours a day, for twenty minutes a day. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, and if you can't soak that in and, and let that just be the coolest shit you've done with your day, then, then I don't know. Um, maybe try a different direction. You know, yeah. People, people, people don't, they, they really don't get this because it's like we get such a short time on this planet. Yeah. And then you are open to something that will give you the opportunity to make friends that this, you, you meet people that you would never meet in like everyday mm-hmm. life. And then you get you get friendships that transverse genders, generations, oceans, oceans and continents. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fast forward. So you go back to Detroit, and uh, right. this is not part of the question I was going to ask, right? But I've used Kurt a lot as an example when I've taught on seminars because you went back to Detroit and. 25% of the adult population left Detroit since between 1990 and year 2000. Was that right? Sure, it's well more than that. I'm not real good with statistics. Um, you know, you hear them thrown around all over the place. But, hell, I mean, you look at um, 1920 to where we are today, 1965 to where we are today, there was um, sort of catastrophic race riots in 1967. And then throughout my lifetime, the 80s and 90s up through today, uh, it's been a city in transition, and that's putting it gently. Yeah, it's been a city in a nosedive. And now, and now, now with the like, it's known for two things, right? So first of all, Motown, which I yeah, I'm a big fan of. Thanks for not starting with Eminem, by the way. Yeah, uh, hey, 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 you know what? Nine Nine Mile, still my favorite rap movie ever. But having said it's we the only on rap nine movie nine. ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one. I, I was watching it. I was like, I wonder what it's going to be. Is it going to be just like some white trash guy with like blonde hair? Like just get being angry about his wife. And I'm like. Shh. It's Vicky Vale in a trailer park for two hours. It is know? exactly that. It is exactly that. Right. So what you've got is you've got Motown and then you've got the situation where me and, me and Kurt talked about this. And I didn't want to get too heavy about it, but. Uh, where where I'm from in Coventry, Coventry is the English equivalent hmm. of Detroit. We built all the cars. We built all the tanks right. during the Second right. World War. You, you we guys built the cars, but you did a great job copying it. That's yeah, we, we we tried our best. We tried our best. You know, the I'm little set. tiny ones that Mr. Yeah. Bean cars. And- yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what oil prices now? You guys frack. <laughs> Fracking is the only thing that has saved your guys and these pickup trucks. Because I'll tell you something, your tectonic plates look like shit right now. But do you know what? You've still got your you've still got your you got your gas under two two dollars sixty, right, at the moment. That's why it's working. But you know, no one of the things that my wife and not to interrupt, but uh, that she can't get over, you can be in the roughest neighborhood in that city. You can be on the east side, everything is bombed out. You don't know left from right. But there's always a car wash. It's always pristine. And the line is always six blocks long. Because the only thing that matters in that community still today is the car. We're in a really, really strange position right now in society where you've got all these young guys who are looking for a role in life. You know, like when you, when you, look, in, you look in Spain and it's like 50, 
five or 60% of all the young adult males under 30 are unemployed and there's no jobs for them. No matter how we look at this and we think that, you know, we, we, we want to believe that we're advanced, right? But at the end of the day, we're hunter-gatherers and we want to go to work. Yeah, no matter how much we say that we hate it, we want to have some sort of purpose, purpose right? right? And that's why Detroit's been ripped, right? And then this get, gets me back to my original question. I know you went back there because you, 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 believe, you believe in the community, right? I believe in it. I mean, you know, I mean, I grew up there, so it's going back there. Um, so first and foremost, there's a, a network somewhat in place already. You know? yeah. So it's not walking in blind. There is people that just go in there sight unseen and are, are you know, pioneers of sorts. You know, they're, they're, they're really just sort of putting their money where their mouth is. And I guess we are too. My wife, Emory, and I are both, uh, hell, she took a chance. She hadn't really been there before. And I drugged her, brainwashed her, dragged her over there. <laughs> um, you know, now she knows she lives with me there. But um, it, as martial artists and as martial art instructors, we have uh, this sort of bag of gold, you know, that we get to, to give away. And somehow the bag seems to not get empty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems to not run out. I don't know how that is or why that is. Um, but we've been fortunate enough to be given this thing. And so for me, I know it's transformed my life immensely, immensely. Um, to the point of, yeah, I could be the first one to break down emotionally on your podcast if you wanted. You know, it's been a 100% transformation for me. And, and in such a way that I look at that community and I say, it's not that there's something missing, but it's that it could use something. There's ample opportunity for growth. There's nothing but heart there and grit and determination. It's, uh, it's a city that you can, it seems that life continues to put its boot on the throat of Detroit and it still keeps looking up smiling. You know, yeah. it still keeps grinning through gritted teeth of like, yeah, you know, stomp harder because we're going to keep getting up, you know? Yeah. And so what we have is a device for empowerment, for community development, for all these different things. Um, it's not just learning to protect yourself. That's the easy answer. I could say I'm going to Detroit because there's a lot of violent crime, blah, 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 blah. People need it. That's true. That's true. I don't mean to discount that. But really what people need is a sense of purpose, like you said, yeah. a sense of value um, to, to be given permission to have feelings other than frustration and other than anger. And those are the things that really uh, have dominated the culture there for so long yeah. is this bitterness. Um, and it, so I, I think we have an opportunity to help to encourage that type of growth and to give people different tools to express that type of thing. Yeah. And the same way that it's happened in my life, you know? Yeah. And to me, you know, Rick Faye, who's, who's our teacher, said a long time ago, he may have said it on your show, I know you guys have had yeah. long conversations about it, that he truly believes that you, you could use this art to make more peaceful people. Yeah. And more peaceful people make a more peaceful world. And he said that to me years ago, and immediately I thought, if that's true, then yeah. it couldn't be any more true than it is in Detroit. And... So I guess it's up to me to, well, not up to me, but it's up to all of us to, if we have an opportunity to, to kind of put my money where my mouth is. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a catchphrase. And unfortunately, it's been thrown around that much now that it's lost it a little bit where it's like the pay it forward thing, right? Right, right, right. And, and yeah, and I really believe in this, you know. After a while, people start going, you come out with this really sort of 
zen cosmic sort of outlook on life mm-hmm. but you're the most unzen mm-hmm. <laughs> cosmic mm-hmm. yeah, at the end of the day i'm yeah uh, yeah, I'm an Irish construction worker who teaches people to punch other people in the head and then <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, so I, I do believe I do believe that everybody needs an attitude adjustment. But look every at now that again. contrast. If you can be that Zen person, if you can understand that and articulate that, but un, with that costume on, you know what I mean? Yeah, with that Irish construction worker thumping people all the time, wearing that costume, you know. Uh, I don't know. Somehow you're going to believe that more when you're hearing it for the first time. It's, it, it stands out a little yeah. bit more. But, you're not wearing the monk robe the whole time. No. You know? But yeah, but none of us are. You know, this is the thing. It's like, yeah, at the end of the day, a million dollar, yeah, Prozac make billions, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> billions. And I say this all the time. Come to me, it's Prozac in Taipad form. Mm. It is a simple. Yeah. And yeah. I just said that two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah I, I, I shouldn't admit it, but I hadn't kicked rounds in, in too long. And, you know, I got, by the end of kicking a bunch of Thai boxing rounds, I looked right at MRI and I said, damn, if that's not free therapy. She's a therapist. You know what I mean? And that yeah. was exactly it. It's mm-hmm. like, if you could, if we could get this to the kids that you treat, you know, in that city of all places. Yeah. Hell, man. Uh, you know. Again, it's, it, it, it's the truth. It's like, uh, it, it, it's quite funny. I had this thrown at me once where someone said to me, you know, they told me I was a renaissance man. And they, as they said it to me, they they were under the impression I didn't know what I was doing. So it was sort of like it was a real compliment from them, but sort of in a real backhanded way. Mm. So, and I was, uh, so basically I turned around and said, well, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, was the, the, he was the strongest man in Italy at the time. You know, Michelangelo, the same. They believed in a healthy mind, healthy body, same as the ancient Greeks did it. And you need to have that balance because I know, you know, there's a real value to getting just just getting some sort of peace and tranquility and you'll get that from the training right, right. that and that's it so these are the questions i gotta ask you first one right it's a matrix right so right oh god this sounds like a criminal minds episode right i've got you in this chair and i've plugged you in and you can learn any martial art at the press of a button right that you don't do what would it be that i don't do oh god nick um you know, I've been on a, I've been on a big kick about you're talking about Tony Jaa about Moy Brown and the old Thai stuff. Yeah, um, and I think cool that stuff. yeah, and I I maybe um, not as as uh, informed on the relationship and everything like that, the progression from one to the next. But I mean, I've been sort of obsessively watching and nerding out with these videos. I'm going, yeah, I just I like the shapes that they're making, and that's really what excites me about the arts is just the way that it, it looks. And I don't give a damn how practical this, that is. I'm sure that it is. I don't really care. You know, I, I, we have plenty of stuff that's practical. It's good to keep that sharp. But uh, I, don't, I really want to sink into that for a little yeah. while. I like the Moy Baran. I love the Thai boxing as well. Because, yeah, you just have to graft. You have to work, right? Right. And it, it, it just feels badass. Mm. You lock up that structure and you start throwing and throwing down and you're like, you know what I'm going to say? This shit hurts me when I throw it. So it must suck to be you, right? And that's the truth. Hi, this is Mick. And I just wanted to say thanks for listening to the show. Please let us know how much you like the show by writing us a review on iTunes and finding our Facebook page. Mix, that's M-I-C-K apostrophe S, martial arts. MixMartialArts.com
and back to me now. I've met a ton of guys at the Carly Group who actually it was only when people started coming in from out of town and especially started coming from like the other side of the world, you know, that I could never get this. You know, I, you know, I that was the first thing I said to you. You got right. this guy on your doorstep. Yeah. Right. You know, every episode of ever every episode of these podcasts, I always try and throw this one in because I really believe in this. You know, uh, the mission statement from Rick Fay: We create better, more functional human beings for a better, more functional world. Right. And the minute every time I hear that, like there's uh, the, my two favorite things are that. And the other one is from Guru Dan in Osanto, which says, a good instructor creates an environment where knowledge reveals itself. Right. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you book me for seminars, I'm letting you into a little secret. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the truth. But I'm really, really good at helping create the environment. Right. And if more teachers understood this, if I throw this and grab you by the throat and force feed you stuff, it's part of the human condition to not want to have this. Yeah, it's like being force-fed broccoli, mm -hmm. right? But then if I turn around to you and you discover this, you own it. And immediately when you own it, that's it. You know, one of the things I always come out with every time I teach someone, I was like, we'll start working out. And I go, right, right, right. And say, how about we do it this way? And I say, can we go back to the way we did? You know, you did it a minute. And they can never go back to it. And I went, no, oh. So you're gonna do what I taught you in? No, no, no. And that and that's the thing, right? So it's like there's a real like it, I can't work out because trust me, I'm not the most talented martial artist in the world, and I'm certainly not the best teacher in the world. But what I'm pretty good at is I understand that I will have fractured and, for want of a better word, broken people. Or people that need something and they come in and the minute they come in there's a very non-judgmental right. approach because right. my thing is i don't know if this works i don't care if it works and then the irony is yeah guys it fucking works <laughs> right that's well, there's it so many places you go to that you know it's the, the the science says martial arts but you get there and it's the tom show or the gym show or the jessica show whoever the hell's running the class it's, you know what i mean yeah it's just about them or whatever and you 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 may as well remove martial art from the sign and just put their face on it and that's it. Like Mount Rushmore, just slap their face on there and be done with it. No, but I, I think that, I mean, everybody knows, everyone's experienced that if you've been in martial art for um, even probably just a moment, you, you've experienced that. And you put on, it, it, there's a difference. Mixed classes, you put on a show, but if you're teaching Thai boxing, it's the Thai boxing show hosted by Mick Tully. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're teaching Kali, it's the Kali show or Kali show hosted by Mick Tully. You know, it's not the Mick Tully show. Uh, that's what this is, you know, and so there's a time and a place for that. And yeah, but can, this isn't like that. Either. Yeah, right, right, right. Huh? Exactly. And so it, it's, you can be yourself and you can put yourself into the art and, and put the art through your filter and all those different things. But it's not about you, you know, it's about the students and it's about really the material, you know. Um, we're fortunate to have Rick as a guide in common in that regard, you know. That's one of the biggest things I've learned from him is that, you know. Yep. As much as he's a character and I continue to come back for him and I tell him that all the time, it's not just the material, I come back because of him. But I come back to learn how he manages to be so skilled and remove himself from it. 
I don't know. I still don't get it. I don't get it. Now, you, you've hit something that uh, I got this immediately. Uh, it was literally within like hours of being in the Kylie group. So I walk in and my first experience of the Kylie group is I walk in and we've traveled all this way and Rick's working out. And even though he wants to say hello and how you doing, he's got his workout and he's got his time that he has to do. Mm. So he does it, finishes his workout and comes to see me. And I'd always been really like, I've always liked the Kylie group's mentality because I've always liked the Inosanto uh, uh, family martial arts. But I liked Rick's idea that it was the Minnesota Kylie group where everyone else, it was somebody's name. It was always mm-hmm. somebody. And then the Kylie group, there's this collective ownership immediately, it's right? Yeah. And there's a group. So, and the beauty about a group is, you know, have you ever seen the polyphonic spree? You know, that's a group and there's like 30 of them. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, it doesn't have to be just the Beatles. You know, it doesn't have to be four people. And I liked it because it's, for a lazier person, it would be like a dereliction of duty because you're letting somebody else take it. But he was like, no, no, I have enough faith in everyone around me. Yeah, you know, a good example of that is if you have been here for it, try to make this happen sometime. Or if you're listening and you come to the college group, see if you can make this happen. When Guru Nasana was here, Saturday and Sunday, Tuesday night at the college group is his instructor classes. Rick's, you know, it's all the instructors at the college group come in. It's sort of a, a separate thing. And the Tuesday after that weekend, every single time, Rick will go, okay, bring your notebook to Tuesday night. And when we start class, he'll go, what did you guys get? Not here's everything that Guru Dad yeah. did and this is yeah. how it is. It's, He's going, I want to learn. What did you get? I'm sure there's something I missed. What did you get? What, yeah. what did you see for this? To see someone of that caliber, this world-class person who's our teacher, come and say, no, let's be on the same page here. Let's sit down and go through notes like this and then get to working through it all. That's incredible. That's, to me, that's the embodiment of the whole thing. Yeah. You see, this is the thing. It's like one of the things I've prided myself on is, and if you might, you want to know the truth, it's because I'm a lazy bastard, right? <laughs> uh, it's, I don't like the hierarchy. I've never liked it. I didn't even like it in karate. Um, I like this, I know a little bit more than you, but guess what? If you're a mechanic, you're my guru when I need my exhaust, right? You guys right. call it a muffler, right? If I need my exhaust fixing, go and do this. And you know what? Most of those guys who fix exhaust or mufflers are on like, what, $10 an hour? They're on like a fraction of what you get. But for right at that moment, that's your main guy. Uh, so it means that we all have value. And, yeah, I really, really dig that. You know, so it's a really, really cool way. Just a cool way to look at other people. You know, that's what, right. that's what I like about it. Uh, I like about this sort of training because we all realize that everybody has some value regardless of their experience. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing to have. Right, so the next question, right, is this. Have you ever felt like a failure in martial arts? <laughs> Every, Every day. Yeah, what time is it here? Every day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole time. Have you learned from it, though? Absolutely, yeah. I was Every gonna, single time, I, eh? I was going to see, I, I, some part of me hopes that that doesn't change. You know, I think you can uh, learn to, to own that in a responsible and a healthy way. But to have some desire to keep pushing through, you know, that's the deal. So to go out of your way and fabricate roadblocks for yourself is a mistake. But to have this sense of, I know I can do better than that, you know, yeah. that's great. That's that, great. That, that, is, that is the one. It's, uh, yeah, and failure is pretty good. 
Yeah. Because oh, yeah. yeah, especially if you get back up after it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, the end of the day, you know, most of us aren't. We're not training to fight Bukar. Right. You know, so that right. that's that's yeah that that's how it goes, right? So there he is. <laughs> Rick Fay has just walked into <laughs> this podcast that we're doing now. Yeah, he Rick, doesn't know we're doing yeah, in his office. We, we didn't actually go into Rick's office. Huh? You're right because if you went, oh, he there killed <laughs> us. I will be out to the dunk tank in a minute. Did you and it's gluten free. Oh wow! <laughs> it's got it's got a unicorn, I think I'm cats, put that on a and a goat. Actually, I think it's pretty good. I cannot believe this. I'm going to have to take a picture of this beer label so that when we're doing this podcast, you will see it. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a unicorn and a cat. What sort of gun is this cat holding? That's the kind of gun that people in England complain about that Americans might have. Cool. Yeah, you have way too many guns over here. You don't yeah, sure. That, yeah, we're evil people because of that. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> we're the violence. Yeah, except for you're 11 times more likely to be attacked in England and 18 times more likely to be knifed in England. Did you know that? We, we, good with we, ha- we yes. have talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. We have talked about this before. Look, tool shot. Let me see. <clears throat> this is how American I am right now. Look what I've got. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You go. <laughs> yeah, I have a belt buckle. So Mick has now opened my beer with his pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We'll be out to the dunk tank in a while. All right, Rick? Yeah, that's a dunk dunk tank. Dunk, not the drunk, dunk, not the you, drunk tank. Not the drunk tank. Yeah, that's that's, right. I, that's where they were last time when they came over. I've only ever been the drunk tank once. It was all right. I've never. Once here. Here. <laughs> In Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Right, once yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been a few other places. Remember, he is Irish. Good uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. that was the legendary Rick Fay. Okay, let's get back to this. I'm going to have to move this uh, beer out of the way. Uh, you, have you, have you, don't, you have a spring close to this fire out of his Nowhere near. Out. Nowhere near. So, right. Back to business. Kurt. Where do you see yourself in five years' time with your martial arts? Uh, and life? Well, hopefully raising a family. That's you know. good. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it, we're, it, our, we've got our own gym that's opening up here pretty soon, finally. And so we want to get that really, uh, get that going off the ground. I don't know, man. I, I just want to keep, I don't want to say cliche, I just don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. But I if I can have the opportunity to continue to do what we're doing and if we can start to and continue to do outreach in the city, like we've been trying to do and committing ourselves to doing um, both for children's groups, uh, at risk youth, things like that. Um, we're doing a lot of like special needs research right now. Yeah. Groups like that, veterans programs, homeless programs, women's programs, stuff like that. That's really this sort of the direction we want to steer part of the ship. So we're kind of taking, Half of the uh, energy we put into this is just to train martial art. You know, just have yeah. a good time, do what we do, what we always do. But then half of it, how do we really go out there to these groups that we know aren't able to come to us? How do yeah. we go to them? And so, you know, if we can, if we can pull that off even a little bit, then I'm going to be thrilled. Man. Yeah, you, you see, know? this is the thing. So, you know, it's the oldest cliche in the world. Yeah, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. That we're in a cool position, guys, because we're like, you know, f- for better or worse, we're leaders of men and women. Absolutely. 
Kurt came in here, you know, with the greatest respect. You came in here for very selfish reasons to straighten yourself out, you know, to find mm. out where you were, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and then... Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're, it gets you're more th- right than I realize. Yeah, but it, no, but no, but it's right, and it, it yeah. gets thrust upon you. Greatness gets sure. thrust upon you. And also, it's like, I didn't ask for this, but guess what? I'm going to do the best I can do with it. And this is a really cool thing, you know. But what, what you have to remember is we represent something way bigger than us. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, said that that's a heavy concept to live with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and it, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but the, the more we do this and the more I talk about it or, or teach it, communicate it, the more my understanding of what it is changes, you know? It's not just a deeper understanding, but it just evolves as a whole. The whole thing changes. And, you know, like maybe start off and it's martial arts with an S, you know, it's a bunch of different arts. And then as you get more accustomed to it or you get a little deeper, that S goes away and it's just martial arts. It's just all the same thing. You know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. Now it's at a point for me where it's, it's just, it's not even just lifestyle. It's just sort of, uh, it's a process maybe over anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just a process that you've decided to, to take on a, a challenge to, to put yourself through. And, and it doesn't have to be that that's my approach to it. And I don't need to like project that. And I don't, it's all of our students or whatever, you know, we have an, an ability and a guide that teaches us how to just present the material as a blank slate and people can do with it what they will. And that that's, I think by far preferred, but to know that that's possible as leaders, you know, yeah. in, in that arena, uh, it, it really, it encourages me to keep going, keep going, keep going. Because not only have I learned more than anything that I don't know shit, and there's yeah. so much more to learn, you know, which is the greatest, one of the greatest thrills of my life. But then I also look at the students that we have standing in front of us on any given day. And I think uh, I have an ability to, to share with them these things. I have the responsibility to share with them these things. And I have the, the distinct privilege to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I've told our students in Detroit from day one, you know, we're MKG Detroit, we're, we're um, you know, Michigan College Group, we're Minnesota College Group, Detroit branch. And that group thing is the most important part because if it wasn't for the students, I'd be some Looney Tune guy in a room by himself talking to the wall about punching things. <laughs> if I don't have those people standing in front of me, what the hell am I doing? I'm going to look psychotic. So it's literally them that matter the most, you know, yeah. them coming to me as this sort of you know, the guy for whatever nonsense, nonsense. It's they're the thing that makes this matter, you know? Um, And I think if we can continue to promote that idea and if we can continue to really investigate that, that there's a lot that comes from that. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's, it's interesting you said this because my, my friend, John Will, who's, um, he's like one of the original 30 dozen, he's like a black belt in BJJ. The guy's cool. But he said that when people come to the class, what they've done is they have twice invested their money because they've had to earn money to pay for the lesson. And then what they've done is they've had to foregone money that they could have earned by spending time with right. you. Right. And when you start looking at it in that way, it's like, whoa, this is heavy, heavy stuff. Absolutely. Man. You know I mean? This right. is, you know, that's like, whoa. And yeah, my wife can never work this one out because she always says, so people spend money to hang out with you. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you'll hang out, you do some tie pads, we'll work out and stuff, but you said, and that's really it. And, you know, 
I know I've helped a few guys out, but you know what? I've been helped out a lot by people. Sure. So yeah, again, it's going to pay. Yeah, it's one it's time away from families, and you know, I know I'm in a unique position because my wife's my training partner. Yeah. So our arguments aren't, you know, what the hell are you going to the gym again? It's more like I wanted to go this time. Yeah. You know? the, <laughs> one of yeah. us has to stay home and do. Yeah, it's a big. This is a big shout out to Amariah. She's a great girl. She's one of my favorite Love. people in the world. Period. Yeah, she's a great girl, right? Yeah. So now, just give it one more big shout out to MKG Detroit. Yeah, uh, if you're in Detroit, come check us out at mkgdetroit.com, or and you can uh, find us on Facebook, wherever else. Happy to have you. Uh, all the all the great hits you're going to find in any other MKG branch, but nestled in the quaint little community of Detroit. I know this is the end of the show and normally you just get to listen to my theme tune and just go, wow, Mick Tully's theme tune is really cool. But I'd just like to say from the bottom of my heart, I really, really wish Kurt and Amariah Cornwell all the best at their new facility in Detroit. You know, they're really doing some great work over there. So if any of you guys can check it out, then great. If not, just add him up on Facebook. The guy's got some really, really profound stuff that he comes out with. Uh, I love him. I think he's great. You know, I love the guy like a brother. Yeah, what more do you want? Yeah, all that from uh, a hobby that I thought was just going to learn how to kick ass. Thanks. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed it, you're going to love my guest next week. It's always said, like, yeah, but you know what? There's a war. You'll see the real man. In a war, you'll see that, that beautiful fucking pulling together bit. You'll see the, and then you know when there's no war and there's no and everything's civilized. We'll all sit here, eat bacon butties, get pissed for up on ourselves, and that's not life. Nah, so you know nah, that's why I said war's bad, of course it is, but there's so much life to be brought out of it. Mixed martial arts is a paint your headphones production. What? Mick, you are the bacon atop my donut, my friend. Keep it up.